Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. No, Brian's totally grooving on the theme music. <laughs> Welcome to episode 98 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Joining us in studio, very special guest, booked at the very last moment. Brian Lee. And? Andy Bernard. And least and always last. Your mammy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after these exciting words from our sponsors. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom Bernard here with my friend John Schwartz, co-owner of AAA Movers, a family-owned part of the Metro since 1964. John, this isn't your first barbecue or a rodeo, is it? You know what, Tom? AAA Movers has been moving Minnesota for over 56 years. Our family business has gone from two trucks to over 50 and proud to say that we're the number one moving company in Minnesota. We believe our success has been earned with time and trust by our customers. Our number one referral is former clients. So maybe it's time you call AAA. If you or someone you care about needs to move from here or there, even if that there is on the other side of the country. I wish I was moving today. If you are, mention Tom Bernard or KQ, and you'll get a free moving box kit with every move, and you'll save 50 bucks off with removal from junk luggers. Your move is always triple guaranteed with AAA Movers. That's their price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612-588-MOVE or online at aaamovers.com. AAA Movers, you may not move every day, but they do. That is his wife singing. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah, we did all the bumper music because we get, kept getting kicked off uh, YouTube, YouTube for... We are permanently banned from YouTube. Copyright violations. Oh. And I said, we, and we recorded a, a album of covers just for fun a couple of years ago called 1974. We just picked tunes from the 70s. And... 1974? Yep. Yeah, from 1974, actually. So. Well, well that fun. makes sense, doesn't it? It was, it was a lot of work, though. It really was. I'm sure it was. Anyway, our special guest is Brian Layton. Uh, he was on the first hour of the show, and because of my guest bailed, it's like, well, you're here, we're here, we got a microphone. <laughs> it's not at all what happened. I called Tom Ryan and said, you can't come in, Brian's yes, here. We have somebody better. We have somebody better than <laughs> yeah. you. That's exactly right. And then, and then he said, you know what else happened? So the tradition of the podcast is we have our guests tell the story of their very first car. And if it's a dumb story, just make something up fabulous. Nobody will ever fact check it. No. Oh, so wow. what was the first car you owned, and how, what led to its demise? The, uh, the first car 
I owned was a Volkswagen Rabbit. Oh, the rabbit. The rabbit, the yeah. Slow, one of the slowest cars known to man. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. And, well, there you go. Well, we ha- my, my parents had it, and my brother and I had a, a paper route, and Sunday mornings in the winter, you know, it was like, uh, Mom, can you uh, help us with the, the paper route? Well, she would sit in the passenger seat, and my brother and I would take turns, you know, driving the yeah. rabbit around the neighborhood and delivering papers. <laughs> so we learned on that stick, but uh, when I got uh, my license, that car kind of became mine and uh then i ended up selling it to a friend of mine who happened to demise uh probably about three of my cars over my life yeah so <laughs> the mighty mighty rabbit i'm a I the mighty rabbit yeah. joined a facebook group and it's called underappreciated survivors and it's cars from 1974 to 1985 <laughs> which is really the worst period in automotive history yeah. i mean everything sucked back then yeah. they were slow but they broke down a lot and fortunately they rusted easily as well yeah. but and they also weren't very safe so anyway brian is a famous local musician as most people listening probably know and it, it, it's a small world after all he was playing at a friend's surprise 50th birthday party just a couple of nights ago down in Lakeville. I'm like, eh, I don't know him. I said hi once or twice over the years, but it's really cool to have you in the studio. Thank you. Um, and you were talking in the first uh, show with Tom about your the new uh, album that you put out, and I had some questions for you about that. So you, when did you start recording it? Because you finished it, what, in the spring when, when it was all mixed? Or? Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we started... Uh, but uh, it was about a year ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was during the early days of COVID. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, do you where do you record at, or do you do it yourself? No. Well, we do it ourselves. Uh, my my guitar player uh, Patrick, he has a home studio. So my last two albums I've done there at his house. Those are kind. It's kind of fun to be able to do it yourself. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. And it's nice, you know, that uh, you know we don't have to, a time limit. You know, sometimes right. you rent a studio. It's like you got a week to finish this yeah. thing. You know, yeah. so and it, it can get really expensive fast and then you rush and you don't always make great decisions so it is kind of fun i've done a fair amount of recording Mm -hmm. at home too and i'm not very good at it but i really enjoy it the interesting thing though is my wife's a really good singer and we've got a great marriage but the really the very few times we ever fight it's when we're recording oh really (laughs) god and at some point we go you know this is just stupid let's turn everything off go upstairs and watch spongebob yeah right <laughs> life's too short yeah. yeah we've learned that when we work on the basement it's best that we just do different things at the same time yeah rather than try to do the same thing together at the same time i just i don't know my work style is different than her work style so it's you know well that's what happens to sarah and i because i'm just all feel and loose and not terribly great attention to detail and she's total type a mm-hmm. yeah you, know, you put it uh, a sheet of music in front of her and she'll just sing all the parts and so when i give her direction like can you make it sound like browner what what does browner mean <laughs> musicians talking sometimes in colors brown's yeah. supposedly a like a warm guitar players talk about it a lot yeah really kind of a warm sound so anyway Oh, yeah, audio engineering talk terms. There's all yeah. sorts of weird stuff, crisp and cool and brilliant and yeah. muddy. Yeah, there's <laughs> words that mean nothing, really, but everyone knows what they mean if they know what they yeah, mean. Yeah, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. That's right. So is the album all originals, or are you doing covers, or both? All or? original. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep. How long does that take to come up with an entire album? That's one good. day. Yes, it was one day. Three and a half big, hours. It was really great. Three and a half <laughs> hours. It was over. 
takes a, a you know it it takes it takes a some time i don't know sometimes yeah all of a sudden i just will start writing and it just comes okay. to me yeah. yeah and like for uh maybe a, a week or two weeks i just it's it's flowing it's coming and That's whatever cool. and then so sometimes cool it just it shuts and off then, and then yeah. it goes away it's like Shit. yeah yeah so i don't i don't fight it but uh just kind of let it happen and uh, this, you know, when, then when you get like seven songs and you're like, okay, let's get it, you know, three more we got now, let's yeah. go, you know. So then maybe you try and sit down and try and finish this off or write it. So, Did I you won't. write, is there a Believe on Believe? No, there's not, but there is a song that I was going to call the album called I Am. And there is a line in there uh, uh, about believing, you know, so it kind of, it kind of fit perfect, actually. So Got to believe in something, man. Yeah. Got to believe in something, right? You do. Are you going to butt in? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll just play. I'll play a little video game yeah, right. while you guys are. Spending. Never mind. The I'm cool out. Thing about being a sponsor is you can take take shots yeah. at Tom. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. It's, it's really cool. Dialogue is I'm going to kill him. <laughs> As an aside, a... and because this is a Walzer sponsored episode, one of our listeners wants me to tell you that they're very happy that dogs are allowed in the uh, Walzer stores, or at least that Walzer store. Actually, it's funny you mention that. I don't know what kind of car they have, but the newest store that the Walzers built is in the home of uh, Jimmy Francis, South St. Paul. There right you go. And they actually have an outdoor dog park. Wow. Right wow. between the sales and the service department. Yeah. I mean, it's they, not very big. It's they didn't maybe put twice it in there. as big. Yeah. Well, they did. Yeah. That's pretty It's very cool. important to have your dog pick out your car. God. Yeah. Well, you know, Subaru. I got a ride in the damn thing. <laughs> Subaru's national marketing campaign is handled by Carmichael Lynch, which is right downtown. Right? Sure. It's in the short north side. and. They came up with two things 12 years ago, and they're, I think the campaigns are brilliant. The one is the love. It's what makes Subaru a Subaru and all those kind of touching father and daughter mm-hmm, TV commercials. Mm-hmm. And the other one are dogs. I mean, they've got dogs in half their commercials. Oh, the they dogs did, yeah. with the cat? Yeah. Yeah. There's Fawn, a, he was in one of them, I remember. Fawn was in a, yeah. a Subaru commercial, and she was, what, oh, nine, yeah, that's months, right. nine months old. Yeah. So, Tell the listener thanks, and... Mm-hmm. I hope yeah. it was a super store they were at. But. We bring Daisy every time we like an oil change, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. She just sits on one of the chairs, puts it full of hair, you know. God. As dogs do. I'm not even welcome, but dogs are. I get it. Yeah. Hey. You're welcome. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot what I was going to ask Brian. Quick, think of something quick. No, you told me to shut up. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. How many strings is the best number of strings on a guitar? <laughs> Six or twelve or four, like a mandolin or whatever the hell. How many strings are on a mandolin? I don't even know. Well, they're uh, eight. They're, eight. They're, they're, they're eight. They're four, but they're double. Oh, they're double. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. Like a twelve-string guitar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you: How long does it take to tune a twelve-string guitar? Twelve minutes. No one knows the answer. Yeah. <laughs> you don't knows need to. There's so much possible to keep in There's tune. so much reverb on the thing that yeah. Shit, it's out of tune again. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah. Well, there's a reason they're not very popular. I can I mean like I can only think of a couple times I've ever heard a 12 string in my life. Oh, that's all over mid 60s Beatle music. Well, that makes sense. The yeah. Birds, Roger McGuinn yeah. sort of. Which is stuff I never hear because no one I know really listens to that kind yeah. of thing. Well, Tom Petty. Yeah, he pretty oh, much yeah? took that Rickenbacker, um, hmm. Roger McGuinn sound and said, well, I think I can make a few million off this. Yeah. <laughs> and he did pretty well. Made a little more than that. Yeah. 
Well, can I t- tell my Roger McGuinn story? Of course you can. God, Roger McGuinn was in town. McGuinn, Clark, and Hillman. So Gene Clark. It's Gene Clark, right? Wasn't it? It was Gene Clark. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Okay. Chris, and Chris Hillman, right? And Chris Hillman, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so Chris Hillman and Gene Clark and I go to a movie at the what State Theater. was still a movie theater. So I was at Capitol Records, and they had signed with Capitol. So I was taking them around. And <laughs> we're sitting at the movie, and I said, so where's Roger? He goes, oh, he said he was coming. I said, oh, well, I didn't say, oh, you must not be able to make it. About five minutes after the movie starts, here comes a guy roller skating down, <laughs> down the aisle. It's Roger McGuinn. And he didn't stop roller skating the whole time. He skated around the theater the whole damn time. Like, he okay, seems right. like kind of an odd cat. Oh, right. Great guy, but he's kind of an odd cat is a good way to. But Gene Clark's like, he's real, very stoic. Yeah. <laughs> it was really kind of cool, actually. McGuinn so, Clark and Hillman. Brian, who do you like to listen to? What are some of your favorite bands? It's always interesting to hear what musicians are into. Uh, I mean, I I don't I, I I listen I don't listen to a lot of radio I really don't. Uh, but great to have you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. I listen well, to all the hits from the eighties, nineties, and today. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. exactly. Uh, no, I you know I grew up uh, um, you know uh, Springsteen was the first kind of thing I, the guy I heard that kind of mm-hmm. wanted me to sing you know and then oh, yeah. when John Mellencamp made. Uh, Scarecrow album and brought that kind of like that acoustic rock yeah. kind of thing. That's where it's American like right up my alley. Kind of. Americana, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like where I, I like to listen to. I went to McAllister and I had a little uh, three piece oh, band yes. and and we rented a practice space and we shared it with the band that was becoming the Jayhawks. This is about oh, okay. 1979, oh, okay. 1980. Yeah. And I'd like to be the worst AR person in the world because. We'd sometimes get there just as they were getting done, and I'd listen to them going, who the hell's going to be interested in this? It's like, <laughs> oh, there you go. Apparently a lot of people were. Yeah. Not as many people that were interested in hearing us do Jethro Tell covers as a three-piece, but it, it, it's... Aquilung. Uh, hey, did you get to say that? Yeah. I love that. We did that. We didn't have a flute player. You can't. I don't think you can do Jethro Tull without a flute. How the hell do you wrap one leg around the other like he did? Jesus, that was weird. When he'd play a flute, he'd wrap one leg around so the other. Like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, boy, this is a great story. Okay, My good. freshman roommate in college, great guy named Warren Gregory. He was the Somalia muffaletta for years. Oh, uh, sure, yeah. Huge Tull fan. Uh, and I came into the room at... One o'clock in the afternoon, this after lunch, I had to change books or something like that. And there's Warren with Aqualung blasting, standing in front of the mirrored, uh, mirrored doors to the uh, closet on one foot playing air flute. <laughs> there you go. There I've never it seen is. anybody play air flute before, but apparently that's like a classical Indian pose for Indian musicians oh, to yeah. play the flute. That's yeah. what I've heard. I don't know that it's true. It could just be all bullshit. But... <laughs> But he did stand on one foot when yeah. he played the flute. He absolutely wrapped his leg around the other one, stood on one foot. And those <laughs> okay. are great records. And he's an interesting guy. Didn't he became he like a, a salmon fisherman or yeah, a salmon breeder. Yeah, I was going to say sheep or farmer or something like that. He made millions of dollars. He had a salmon, salmon farm, I know. And I think in Scotland or Ireland or some damn place. It was weird. Because you've interviewed him a few times in the morning. Oh, a great guy. He's yeah. a very nice guy, yeah. There are very few people that I haven't interviewed to come to tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. What do we got left? Is anybody out there still? Let's see. Hmm. Tim Walls. I've yeah, there you go. Him. Call in, Tim. 
If you're listening. 651-989-ROCK. No, wait a minute. That's the morning show. Whatever the hell the number is. Don't call that number. Don't call that number. Well, I'm glad that you, well, for a lot of reasons, that we're able to do something during COVID. I'm, you know, I I found myself thinking I've got all the spare time. I'm just going to play a lot. I didn't play at all. Yeah. And I know a lot of musicians that kind of did the same thing. Yeah. It's like they just kind of lost their will to play. Um, and then my wife decided that we needed to do some recording over the winter so we couldn't just drink vodka and watch TV. Yeah, that, that was a problem. And that was smart. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. Was a, it was a good break, but it was odd. And maybe I'm old enough that I've played everything I'm ever going to play. You know, at some point you run out of ideas, I think. But, but, it, but it, I, it, in talking to guitar players, piano players, so on and so forth, a lot of them did the same thing, unless they found ways to kind of keep it going. Some people did some streaming gigs. We had Mick Sterling in here a while ago, and he did. He and Great John job. Heinen did those sessions over at Southern that were yeah. that worked really well, but they worked their ass off to put that together. Yeah. I mean, it took a lot of promo. It's like, come on, you can do this. This is going to be fun. Support, support, support. Yeah, yeah we did one of those shows. Fun. That's a, he, John's a great guy. I just uh, I reached out to him on Facebook. I'm going, I'd like to interview this guy. I think he'd be really interesting. What a nice and humble person uh-huh. he is. Yeah. We play in there actually Sunday. And, uh, oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. The sessions, yeah. Um, so what time is that? Uh, Let's start plugging your shit here. This yeah, is good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Sunday, it starts in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, I think and they have free shows. Um, I think we're on at maybe 8 o'clock okay. or something. I think we're last on the, that show. That's cool. So if you've never been there, the Southern Theater is on uh, Seven Corners on the West Bank. Beautiful old place. It's just it's fun. Yeah. I Great sounding room and... And John does a great show. He's a terrific uh, sound engineer, amongst other talents. So, okay. where else are you playing? Um, well, I was just I was looking that up, but got we have you know some county fairs and stuff this uh, this summer, and uh, playing out at uh, Canterbury on a day. That's kind of fun when you you, you play in between the horse races. <laughs> <And then laughs> really? Yeah, but you, they put the stage like we're like right next to the the dirt. I uh-huh. mean, so. You're sitting there, and you front row of these horses coming down, and then they go away, and then they go, okay, you can play. And then you start playing, and in about two minutes, they'll come over and say, cut. And then you have to stop right now because horses are coming, and you can't scare them, you know. So it's it's pretty funny. But we got, you know, Pappies this summer. We're, uh, we're that's playing. A fun, that's a fun place. Yeah, it's we're there this Saturday. Um, Parley Lake Winery, which is a really – they've been doing outdoor shows where, down. I don't know where – where is that? Uh, Chaska, Prior Lake, uh, yeah, down there. Um, part of the Lake Winery, and uh, that's really fun. Great outdoor show and, and beautiful view. Um, my CD release party is on the uh, 26th of June okay. up at uh, um, the Summerfield Amphitheater, which is in St. Michael. It was uh, oh, okay. the music room. It's, yep. con- it's connected with that. Yeah, and then, you know, of course, we've got Mazatlan in January, so <laughs> don't forget that. We got all that information on Facebook and stuff, but uh, I'll be at the state fair uh, just playing at O'Gara's for a couple nights okay. um, out there acoustically. Uh, Bunkers is finally coming back, so that's oh, good. Are they really? Yes. That's wonderful. I know. That's so news. sad when Billy died. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. It's just and and Debbie too. It's just yeah. yeah just How about O'Gara's not opening again. What the hell's that all? Well, about? I think they took the dough. Is what happened. Well, I understand, but still, I loved going to O'Gara. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, well, Danny's being a, a McAllister guy. graduate, I think we kept the the O'Gara family afloat Who for a number of years. McAllister? That would be me. You didn't graduate. Yes, I did. I have a, <laughs> I have a diploma. <laughs> yeah. 
What, AA? Yeah, I probably should have. It's an associate's degree. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. No, I'm glad Bunkers is back. I, I've yeah. spent... That is a great spot. Yeah, there. it's a great spot. I don't think you just stop the 100-mile-an-hour road races going on in front of it. That would be really good. I know. Jesus, that's got to stop. they they got to do something about that stuff. Yeah. That is... It's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I, I'm thinking of a question. Oh, you, I, I told you, you I was so, totally unprepared. You, yeah, but you always totally are unprepared. No, that's not true. You I usually too. start doing show prep on, like, Sunday. <clears throat> You know, write out scripts. And Do you really? Scripts. <laughs> yeah. God, I was going to say, what a total failure that turned out to be. And I also like to all. jack you. You're, as a professional radio person, it's just, it's impossible for you to allow, allow silence to oh, continue for more I, than a minute. It's true. Just, You're right. <laughs> and I can't do that. And what else do you got? No, I was just looking at some some interesting news items, man. It's uh, honest to God. Do you think we will ever? And Brian brought this up earlier. Do you think we will ever get back to a normal world, or are we just going to hate one another forever because of digital? Uh, I don't. I hope we can. This digital thing is just Jesus. It is. It's. It's. Yeah. Uh, I don't get it. I. 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 I don't know. I. 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 Go. I don't. I don't get the whole thing of. To, to me, it's. It's. When I go on vacation. I don't want anyone to know I'm on vacation. No, I want to, I, I right. want to be gone and, right. and yep. uh, you know away yeah. from and come back. All your stuff will be stolen. Right, right, or, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he's not home. Where's that yeah. hummingbird? Yeah, he left it on the wall. It's gone. Yeah, but it's just it's an easy way for people to uh, you know put an opinion out there and uh, some you know uh, some people like putting stuff out that's going to get a uh, reaction to it, you know and. Get, right. Get people, you know, going. And so, you know, it was just like I said before, it was hard over COVID because when all that stuff was going on, we didn't have a, a place like a bar to, uh, with live music where people could go and, and talk again. And right. hopefully that will start opening up and get rid of this uh, digital stuff a little bit when bars really start opening again and people yeah. start getting back out there and, and talking to their, their friends and, and stuff and feeling good about being out and being together again. And, and that was tough when, when you're sitting at home and watching all these people that are just hating life and hating what's going on and well, COVID. The thing, I think for me the scary thing is you can use the Internet for some great stuff. I've discovered these Facebook user groups that are collections of people that have really esoteric interest. I've got this old Mercedes convertible. And... With a push of a button, I can talk to somebody in a different language that's 10,000 miles away. It just hit Google Translate, and, and it's like, that is so cool. Yeah. But most of us choose to just throw, you know, hand grenades, yeah. digital hand grenades at people all over the world. And it's just, it's too bad because it can be great. It, can, it, it could possibly bring the world together, but it's. I have a question. You know, so I've had people do hey, this terrible is my things. Show. I was right in the yeah, you were just doing <laughs> the flow is just beautiful. Thanks. I just want to point that out. I keep forgetting what I was going to say because you, <laughs> you got to lay off the meth before the show, man. Yeah, do we do what? some meth, man? <laughs> no, I, I, I just I I don't go on. Uh, last time I was on social media, well, I tried going back on Facebook. About you were two on years for about ago, eight seconds about a couple eight years seconds, ago. Yeah. Darn, I, I just, sucks. That's it. I'm I can't done. do it. I just whatever, <laughs> but. 
there, there are people who have done terrible things to me, stolen money from me, done horrible stuff. I don't hate anybody. Right. I'm not going to waste my emotion on hating somebody just because yeah. you're a thieving prick. Right. You know, if I find out I'm dying, I'd probably run if I were you because I'm going to blow your brains out. But, you know, that's, that's down the line a little bit. <laughs> and you're in reasonable shape, so they, they could have several years of life left. Reasonable shape? Well, you, you take care of yourself. You eat pretty well and work out. And... Don't talk to me ever again. <laughs> Okay, we got to take a break. You're going to come back and do it? Yeah, no, we'll do a whole nother segment. I you are we'll... for sure. Sure. Okay, I wanted to make sure. Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andy. <laughs> Just turn the knobs and shut up. Oh, Ooh. turn the knobs and shut up, Andy. There's no question. Uh, going into the break, I got to tell you, it's so they're, they're, a lot of people in the news are going after Chris Cuomo this morning. It's pretty funny. Really? For what? Because he said, name one thing that I've ever done on the air that's what was wrong. How about everything you've ever done? <laughs> These news people are the worst. Uh, I don't care. It's Fox, CNN, it's all, it's all lie, lie, lie. It's all they do. Anyway, it's your show. We'll be right back after these exciting announcements. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, it's Tom again for my good friends at Profile. You've heard me talk about the terrific experience I've had working with my Profile health coach, Danette, Dan Kelly. It's not just because I've lost weight and kept it off. It's because there's so much more to losing weight than simply stepping on a scale. Profile makes sure I'm in it for the long haul. It's about getting to your goal and staying there. That's why Profile provides members like me so many great tools to keep it off like monthly health seminars, 3D body scans, an exercise app, a terrific podcast, cookbooks, and so much more. Matter of fact, I'm going to be on the podcast in a couple of weeks. Can't say enough about Profile. It's changed my life, and it can change yours, too. Profile has six metro locations, as well as Mankato, St. Cloud, and Rochester. Make today the day you call them or visit ProfilePlan.com for a location near you. That's ProfilePlan.com. Oh, and mention promo code KQRS for a special discount. ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. You'd hate, hate, hate his guts. Well, I don't know. We're just writing a new song. Here. 
That's my daughter when she was seventh grade playing the clarinet. I love it. Absolutely love it. I said, Ellie, you want to be on a record? No. Come on, it'll be fun. What do I have to do? Here, read this. Okay. Okay. I got to ask you guys a question, both of you a question. Um, because people ask me once in a while, even though I haven't done it in years and years and years now, that they always ask me, when did you discover you could sing? But do you ever really discover you, you just sing? And it well, turns I out I can sing, but I'm not. I would not call myself a singer. Well, I, what I'm I can, saying you can, I can sing, sing in though. pitch, but it's nothing anybody would want to listen to for a long period of time. Oh, I don't know about that. You're a pretty decent singer. But what? How old were you? Because I, I literally used to tell jokes and sing to my father when I was seven, and then of course that put him in the nut house. But other than that, it would have worked out. But you I, know. I came from a pretty musical family. Oh, did you? Uh, okay, my aunt. Uh, studied at New England Conservatory, and I had a cousin who went to Berkeley. And my uncle, my dad's older brother, he was a psychologist as well. But he uh, he's, he charted big bands back in the '40s and '50s. Really? Yeah. So I mean, Man. they were they were good. And so for me, the challenge was always, and I was the one of the younger kids, was to get good enough so I could play at the family jam sessions at my grandmother's house. See, that's Island. phenomenal. It was great. Well, that's kind and of what it we're was. learning. I had to learn Herb Albert tunes on the on the trumpet mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I could always play. sing. A, you know, I, I always had an ear, so I could sing on right. tune. But I never really felt that I had a great voice. Although there's a lot of famous singers that really are are terrible singers. They're just you mean like Lou Reed, <laughs> Mick Jagger. Uh, some Mick Jagger can't sing. Yeah, no, well, neither can Leon yeah. Russell. I mean, he sounds terrible. He's, he's but he's one of my favorites. I mean, it's just. So, I don't know. When did you... You can actually sing. I've heard you sing. You're a great singer. Uh, well, I mean, when I was... When we were young, my cousins and I, you know, we would all, you know, put on skits and stuff there. Like, love it. The monkeys or, you know, or, oh. then we, or we would sing along to Jackson Brown's Stay to see who could sing the high, you know, the high part. And I, oh, I could always match... Monkey. I could always match voices, you know, real well. Yeah. I love that part. But... Um, you know, it's funny because when when I got into music and and started writing songs and stuff, I, I never wanted to sing. I, I I just wanted to be a rhythm guitar player in a, in, in a band. You know, I just really? wanted to be in a band. Yeah. Easiest Phenomenal. way to pick up chicks. You don't have to do much work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I there uh, you go. Honey, I honey if you're listening, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was the only one who could sing in tune, so they made me sing. Yeah. You know, but sure. to this day, I still I get I get real nervous before I do sing. You really? Yeah, yeah, because it's just I don't know. God, and it, is it worse when you're with the band or when you're doing solo games? Solo, definitely. Yeah, that's got to be. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of working without a net. Yeah. Because if you're in a band, you can, unless you're the drummer, you can kind of like get a little sloppy <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. And, you know the words Mustang Sally. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. I'll tell you, speaking of which, I'll tell you a funny rule. My wife and I love New Orleans. We haven't been for a long time. And Great time. When we go down there, we'll always spend a night on Bourbon Street, but we have a rule. Because there's great musicians down there. Mm-hmm. The rule, if they play Brown Eyed Girl or Mustang Sally, we just leave and go to the next bar. <laughs> so that way you get to see everybody. You right. see about 25 or 30 minutes. And <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. Thomas. No, 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 you did not. I, I, was just, I was just thinking about all these different things about... 
uh, what you guys were just talking about. Because obviously you got the Paul McCartney's of the world who can sing his ass off, but you got the Bob Dylan's of the world can't sing a damn yeah. note. And I love them equally. Yeah, now, it's kind of weird when you look at it that way. Yeah, because Bob, you can't sing a damn note, but I love your music, man. You did a Dylan song actually. I don't remember what it was on don't Tuesday. Think twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was oh, like, God, I hadn't song. heard anybody I cover love that. that a song. million years. It's just a great song. Yeah. It's all right. The whole table back by the the bar, we were all singing along with yeah, it. Good. Man, it so much fun. You don't do Brown Eyed Girl, do you? <laughs> I, I, if I have to, you know. It's paid some bills, I'm yeah, sure, over the years. Sometimes, uh, yeah, you're, you're playing a private uh, <laughs> yeah. event that paid pretty good, and they want to hear it. Yes, we can do it, yes. So. so what are the worst requests that you get, the ones that make you go, really? Do people uh, still say Freebird? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was in the band with a really good guitar player, and we actually learned the solos note for note just to mess with people. I have to learn that song uh, called "Something Good" because people always say, "Play something good," and I don't yeah. even know. What <laughs> Play something. Good. I've always wanted to write a song well, called "Tell Me Something Called good. Something yeah. Good." And then when they say "Play good. Something Good," I'll have the song. Called. I was in an all-dude four-piece, and some gal came up and says, "Do you know any Benatar?" Like, <laughs> who the hell is going to do that? Yeah, yeah. Let's do Hell is for Children. Yeah, that would <laughs> be off. really nice. That'd be just wonderful, wouldn't it? Oh, I was my, trying I, to think. What was that guy's name? Hurricane Smith. Oh, babe, what would you say? Wasn't that Hurricane Smith? I think it was. I think it was. God, that you talk about in love with you. Couldn't sing a single note, but he got this. Million selling song and and why it was just terrible I know. and campy and stupid. It was really stupid, but apparently people like or you know what it probably was. It's probably a favor for somebody to you know. Well, if you sign my uncle, I'll date you. <laughs> Those deals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's probably one of those situations. Oh God! That's the dirty end of the music business, right there. Oh, the music business. Seven years at Capitol Records was quite the experience. <laughs> I will tell you that. That was and, back uh, in the, the good old days, though, too. Payola and all, you know. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, there was a lot of pay, and I wouldn't get involved in it. And people got so pissed off at me. So, what's in it for me? I said, not a goddamn thing's in it. Yeah, I'm not going to break your arm. How's that? Well, this is Capitol Records. We got a few play, like you know, Bob Seger and the Beatles. I don't know if you ever yeah. heard of them. You know, Steve Miller. I, luckily, when I was at Capitol Records, man, they were on fire that whole seven years. There's a lot of lot of great stuff coming out. Yeah. But, you know, one of the great things, and I've talked to Doug about this, but you would understand this as well. When I was hired at Capitol Records in 1977, I flew out to the Capitol Records Tower, and one of the guys said, you got to see this. I said, got to see what? And he goes, just come on along. Went to Studio A, where Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, all these people, the mic is still there. It's all still set up, just like when they... To be in that room with what was going on in that room is yeah. like, holy God, it yeah. was just overwhelming. Yeah. You know, this is where Nat King Cole sang, you know, L-O-V-E, and I was like, Jesus, right. what yeah. a thrill that is. Yeah, that's cool. Man, was, uh, I've been to that. I've uh, seen Studio B in, Nash, in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Where Elvis, yeah. Did Elvis, God, the pretzel. He was... Pretty talented. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. have to say he had some talent. Yeah. If you ever I, get a chance, go see. It's a musical called The Million Dollar Quartet. And it's. What is it? It's, a, it's about. It's a hypothetical meeting of Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, um, uh, Carl Perkins, and I'm trying to remember the fourth. And they just, you know, they tell stories and they mess with each other so and then the they play band? songs. 
I'm trying to remember who it was. Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis. Carl Perkins. Carl Perkins. And who would the fourth one be? Andy, Million Dollar Quartet. Welcome to another exciting episode of Andy Looks Up Shit on the Internet. (laughs) Because we have bad memories. One of the saddest moments of my life is the time I met Jerry Lee Lewis. His health is not good, baby. I don't think he took very good care of himself. No, no. he did not. Yeah. <laughs> Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, and Johnny Cash. Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. There you go. But it, it's really, it's super entertaining. We got saw it at the state probably about eight or nine years ago. And it tours around from time to time. It's called the Million Dollar Quartet. Yep. I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah it's also, it's set in Sun Studios, and they're getting together. And it's kind of like, what was Sun that Records, movie maybe. that just came out last year with... Is uh, it Cassius Clay? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's really yeah, the same premise. Yeah, it's all four guys. Yeah. It's uh, oh Jesus, Cassius Clay. It's Malcolm X is there. Malcolm yep. X is there. Yep, absolutely. Although really? in that movie, there's not a lot of singing. No, there's no singing. <laughs> there's no singing in that movie. I don't know who the guy was, but whoever played Jerry Lee was a he was a badass piano player. I mean, really? he could play that stuff, and he was remember, playing it live. Remember, Jerry used to put his foot up on the keys. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my God. See, that's one thing about going to see bands that I've always loved. Yeah. When they just go way over the top and go, watch this. They're yeah. like, oh man. Well, I think he and uh, um, Little Richard were in competition. I mean, both. Imagine that stuff was like 1957, and they're just completely. Yep. Nuts, and how much fun that would have been to see them in their prime. But yeah, Jerry's. He, you know, when you marry your thirteen-year-old cousin, and I think he yeah, didn't he shoot happen. a bass player once at a time. Yeah. Well, he and Wilson Pickett, they yeah. used to both open fire on their band. <laughs> I don't really understand. You don't do that, do you, Brian? Nah. Open fire on yeah. your band. Well, no Jack guns. Bruce tried to stab Ginger yeah, he Baker did. once. He, did. he tried to stab Ginger Baker. That was only a trio. For I know. Sake. How can you not get along in a trio? And they trio? were making a, a shitload of money back then. That's just like no, it's uh, that whole deal. Jesus, what a what a. You know, one of my favorite Tonight Shows is the Tonight Show with Little Richard and Don Rickles. <laughs> oh, my God, it's great. Because the whole time, Rickles is getting frustrated. Because Little Richard, he'd he tell a joke or whatever, Little Richard go, that's not funny at all, Don Wrinkle. <laughs> Don Wrinkle the whole time. It was fantastic. It was one of the, my favorites. <laughs> Don Wrinkle. That's not funny, Don Wrinkle. <laughs> Just pissing them off, man. Any inspiration that you'd look back at the one person? Because, I, you know, I've told this story a million times before, but it's true. I was nine <coughs> years old when I saw the movie Girls, Girls, Girls at the Broadway Theater in North Minneapolis. I'm nine years old. I look up at the screen, and there's Elvis. And I go, man, I ain't ever going to be that good looking. <laughs> you know, just, I gave up at nine, right? Yeah. Because it, that striking presence that man had. Only lived to be, what, 42? Something yeah, like that. Strong gene pool, though, too. I mean, you look at his, yeah. is it his grandson that looks just like him now. His grandson looks just like yeah, him. Yeah, he does. His you know, daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's been married once or twice. <laughs> yeah. What has she been married? Like seven or eight times, hasn't she? Is that a lot? Or not. Well, that's true. What am I saying? I mean, you're, you're talking about if you, had, if you had tits, you'd be Lisa Marie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm going to put he's that on my gravestone. He just goes, wow. Yeah, tits, he'd be Lisa Marie. I don't know. It's just, does everyone think, and this is for both you guys, does everyone think they have musical ability? Because they don't. Do, do most people think they can sing or play? Or I mean, You ever found that out? No, uh, I find, like, most... Most comedians uh, or actors want to be singers. Yes, they or, do. And most singers, or, and 
musicians kind of want to be comedians. Yeah. <laughs> love comedians, you know, no, in, in their life. I don't know. There's a surefire well, way to tell if somebody can't sing, which is why I would never have said, hey, can I play with you? If you're playing a gig and somebody comes up and says, hey, can I sit in with you, and you don't know them, oh, God. guarantee they're going to suck. They're, they're going to suck. Yeah. And we used to drag them up on stage anyway because it was oh. fun. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, I have something in my brain. Is there one song by a guy, he's not a singer, but had to sing in a movie that you thought was the worst performance of a song ever? Because I got it in my brain, mm. and I can hear it, and it's just hideous. Uh. Should, I, should I tell you the song, and then you'd know who it is? Go ahead. The song was called Wandering Star. I don't know that tune. Don't no, care. you don't want to know that tune. Okay, you ready? Sure. Movie was Paint Your Wagon. Oh, yeah. Lee Marvin singing. Oh, God. Have you ever heard it? Uh-uh. Oh, Andy, could you find Lee Marvin singing? <laughs> yes. Uh, is it worse than Was it Shatner that did <laughs> MacArthur's Park? Yes. Is it worse than that? Sometimes when the cake gets rayed on, or whatever. It's oh, God. That is Someone left my cake. And that was never a great song anyway, but no, for, it fortunately was it was really long. But at least it was, yeah, eight, nine minutes <laughs> yes. long, so that was a good news. <laughs> God, I hope you could find that. Who did sing that? Was it Richard Harris? Yeah, Richard Harris. Yeah. That's exactly who it was. And I think he died shortly, shortly after from alcohol poisoning. <laughs> He, I would have been drunk too if I heard myself <laughs> singing like that. Someone left the gig. Um, he told a great rain. story on a Carson show. He, oh God, he'd yes. Been out on a three-week yep. bender with his buddies and came home, pounded on the door, and says, "Darling, why didn't you pay the ransom?" <laughs> <laughs> that is a great. You finding it, Andy? I've never seen a sight that didn't look better looking back. You know how many takes they had to do to get it this good? It kind of sounds like, if we just plop him up in the chair, can he open his mouth? I don't think, yeah, it sounds like he's not even, like, fully awake. You know, well, and the worst part is, it's very, if you watch it, it's very obviously ADR, which is... Uh, when they record in studio and they dub it over, oh, yeah. you. dub it over. It's yeah. lip syncing for movies, yes. basically. So you know, it's he was in a recording studio doing this, and yet I guess he just couldn't get above the level of a three. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the worst song ever in a yeah. movie. Maybe if it, if it was a psycho killer movie, that could be kind of spooky. Yeah, you know, exactly. was, if he was singing that yeah. as he's like plucking somebody's eyes yeah, out, yeah, that blunted that affect really while fit. you're singing, yeah. But when you're trying to actually, you boy, that is terrible. who else sang in the movie, and also might have been a worse singer than Lee Marvin, which is hard to believe. No, he wasn't worse. He was every bit as bad. You know. I, I don't. Otherwise, I would have said something. Clint Eastwood. Oh, really? He's another I one that did. see him singing. Oh, oh God, it was just horrible. His first and last time. Yeah, first and last time. And you know, whoever made that movie went, I'm going to really piss people mm -hmm. off by having Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood sing. Uh, like, what are you doing? I, yeah, I'm, I've, ne I've never and been a big... hear what I say. Yes. I talk to them all. That's not Clint Eastwood. That's Clint Eastwood. I think they overdubbed that one. Well, of course they did. But suddenly my words reset. <laughs> I'm searching for a note. <laughs> There's that. Uh, not great. Not as bad, but not great. Uh, yeah, you're There's right. that scene in, I can't remember that movie where uh, Mark Wahlberg 
plays that a porn star. Absolutely. And, oh, and uh, Boogie the, Nights. Boogie yeah, Nights. and they're in the studio oh. singing that song. Is, oh, that's oh, right. It's so great. That's how he's going to oh, get out of porn, right? He's going to get out of porn by being a singer. Yeah, being a singer. I love it. Yeah. I love that take. That's a great idea. <laughs> Call in with bad uh, studio performances in movies. 561-228-4061. There are lots and lots and lots of them. There's no question about that. Well, Paint Your Wagon is one of the most famous Simpsons parodies. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, the family's watching Paint Your Wagon, but it, the entire movie is just a bunch of people singing about painting a wagon. Painting a wagon. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably gonna better paint singing. a wagon, <laughs> gonna, gonna paint, paint it good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andy can sing on key. Well, yeah, he can sing on key a little bit. There it is. They actually have a... I'm going to skip to the part where Lee Marvin comes in. There we go. They're singing, Marge. Why aren't they killing each other? Yeah, the are right there. Wait, wait, wait. Here comes Lee Marvin. Thank God. He's always drunk and violent. Uh, what the hell is going on in my town? We're just painting this wagon. You got a problem with that? As a matter of fact, I do. You missed a spot. Well, grab a brush and join in. Oh, God. <laughs> gonna paint your wagon. Gonna paint it fine. Gonna use oil base paint because the wood is pine. I've never heard this before. It's awesome. I do love it when people search for a note like that. Yeah. I know it's in there somewhere. It's somewhere yeah. in there. I love this stuff. That's the way so my much. dad sings. He's uh, he loves to play and he's just a, he's terrible. He can't sing a mm. note and he's just Is it easy like a church singer? Because oh, people yeah. people at church that he sings like, Oh God, yeah. please stop singing, please. <laughs> but stop. but fortunately he's really loud. Yeah, yeah. well they always are true, exactly. Well, as long as he's loud enough, it'll cover up all the mistakes, right? There Basically a, like music one oh one. Just crank up yeah. the gain until you can't hear any errors. <laughs> right. There was a woman at St. Joe's when I was a little, little boy, and she would warble every Sunday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that was... Oh, like, <laughs> that that happens oh, when you get older. Oh, when you get in your 70s or 80s, you, you start, start to, warbling. You yeah. <laughs> sort of constant vibrato. Well, and it was also, that was like kind of the style at the, like when she was younger. Yeah. That's how she would have learned to sing. Because yeah, you know, back maybe. for some reason, in like the 20s and 30s and 40s, all the women warbled like that. I don't know why. But they did, you know. Yeah. Just oh, at yeah. church, they all warbled. How that. it was. We only got four minutes. We've got to talk more about albums. Where's the album available? How can they get it? Uh, get it at uh, live shows. It's, you can download it. Um, and gblayton.com. gblayton.com. Yep. So we've got to tell people what the GB stands for. Glodick Brian. Glodick my, Brian. My, my full name is Brian Layton Glodick. And yeah. I'm a Northeast boy. I'm a Northeast boy. I never knew that. I always, I always figured it was like Gary Bryan or something. Mm. Like yeah, everyone always yeah. does, you know. Or There's Great Britain. Who's the famous Glodick? There's a very famous person named Glodick. Oh, famous? I yeah. Oh, I don't. How would you spell that? this name? G L O D E K. Yeah. There's the the funeral homeowner. My, yeah, my dad's right, yeah. cousin. Your dad's yeah. good, Tommy, right? D E K. Well, there's a Glodick Investment Group. See? Not mine. <laughs> it's not I mine. Wish. Well, <laughs> no, I think it's terrific. How many years has it been now, Brian? Uh, 32. 32 years at the band. Yeah. God, that's so terrific. 
That's I, crazy. I got a question for you. How yeah. do you know Lane Christensen? We were just talking about him oh, earlier. Yeah, he right. seems to know almost everybody in town. It, Lane, yeah, he yeah. knows a lot of people. Well, I just met him through my shows, him coming out, you know. And uh, he actually, he went down to uh, Mazatlan when I captured this picture. He was oh, he down did. there with me. Oh, he's yeah. down there at the yeah. time? That's yep. very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only reason we hang out with him is so we can spend time with his girlfriend. <laughs> I think Laura's she just is fabulous. Yeah, Laura's great. Yeah, she's a very, very yeah. pleasant yeah. person. But that's the only reason we hang out with, with you is because you're a wife. No, I know. Same story. I mean, you know. If, hey, you have no talent and you're ugly, you'll take what you can get. Oh, here we go. Are you talking about me or you? Me. I'm talking about me. <laughs> we didn't know who you were referring to. You got through it, though. I know. It's amazing. We I'm made proud it. of you, man. Whew. I feel better about cars. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely played, sir. Well done. There's a shiny Stratocaster in the hallway with your name on it. I love Stratocasters, baby. We'll be back next week, right? Yes. Next week we're back. Yep. Yeah. But the following next week, but not week, the week not. after that. Okay. We'll be back with episode 99 of Walzer Automotive Group's oh. Car Selling Secrets.